0: It's a movement, but it's about people. Be the People is about we the people joining forces to reclaim and reshape the best of our nation's time-treasured traditions. Each week, we offer insightful interviews with movers and shakers from all different spheres of life. And now, please welcome Dr. Carol Swain.
1: Welcome to the Be the People show. My guest today... Is CJ Pearson. Now CJ has been a guest on Be The People before. He's the founder of Last Hope USA and he's a leading voice for Generation Z. CJ is also a graduating senior who's headed for college next fall. He launched his career as a 13 year old who produced a video criticizing President Obama. The video went viral. It launched his career. In 2016, he endorsed President Trump. And we have literally, some of us conservatives, we've watched CJ grow up right before our own eyes. And he continues to grow. He continues to astonish us with um, his love for America and his desire to do something good and great for this country. And so welcome C.J. Pearson to the Be The People show.
2: Well, Dr. Swain, thank you so much um, for that introduction. It's always a pleasure to join you here. I hope you're doing well and and your listeners as well.
1: I am, C.J., and I know that you're graduating from high school uh, soon. In fact, you just told Mm -hmm. me that your graduation will be in person
2: uh, this coming Saturday. It is, it is. I'm super excited about that, you know, for a little bit, uh, you know, due to this pandemic, you know, it was kind of up in the air as to whether or not we would get to walk across the stage and um, to have that opportunity, you know, I think it's something that maybe a lot of people before had kind of taken for granted, but I've got to tell you the Class of 2020 definitely isn't. Um, You know, I know a lot of people who, um, are graduating, but, you know, aren't as fortunate, um, you know, to have that opportunity, you know, to walk across the stage and get their diploma. Um, and so it's definitely something I'm super excited about. Um, you know, like for me, you know, it would have been great to just get the diploma, but I know for a lot of my peers, um, and even, you know, even with me too, um, you know, to have, to go through high school for four years, you know, and, 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 you know, and to have to do all that we have to do and just to have that opportunity, you know, to get your diploma and just have, you know, the, the, you know, make an occasion out of it is just something that um, is, is one of those things that you just really don't forget. So I'm super excited that we were able to make it work um, even um, in spite of all these unprecedented times. So it, it's definitely something we're fortunate um, about.
1: That is great. And the last time we talked, it's been a couple of years and since that time mm-hmm. you started an educational organization, called Last Hope for USA. And mm. I'd like for you to tell us more about that.
2: Definitely, definitely. So Last Hope USA um, is really an organization, a nonprofit organization focused on the preservation of America's founding ideals. Uh, you know, I went through high school for four years, and I, and I will tell you, everything I learned about government, I learned outside the classroom. Everything I know about the Constitution, the Federalist Papers, our founding documents, I learned, and I had to do it on my own. And that shouldn't be the case um, within this country. Currently in America, only nine states plus D.C. are required to teach civics for at least a year. Uh, Only only nine states plus D.C. And I think that that is evident by the fact that you have 60 percent of young people between the ages of 18 to 24 who think socialism is a good idea. You know, if you if kids go through school, if students go through school without any knowledge of the founding ideals that our nation was built upon or the constitution of this country or our founding documents, of course, they're going to think socialism is a good idea because they won't understand the history um, of this country that leads us to reject such a failed um, economic doctrine of ideas. Um, and so I think it's so important if we're going to wrestle back control of, of, uh, of our young people um, you know, from the left. That we teach them about what our country is, where our country came from, and why those values and ideals still endure um, today. Um, and so that's really what we're working to do um, with Last Up USA. Um, we have two kind of main functions. You know, number one, we're focused on the expansion of civic education across the country. That means you know, working with state legislators and local school districts to develop a strong and robust uh, civic education curriculum, but also tying it to a graduation requirement. We believe that every student in this country and every high school in America should graduate with a fundamental understanding of America's founding ideals. But we also believe in is peer-to-peer education. Uh, You know, sometimes it means a little bit more, you know, to hear from your peers about why something is important and why it has value. And so that's something that we really emphasize through our chapters across the country. You know, we have students talking to other students. Yeah, you know, we have students talking to other students about why it is so important for them to be active and engaged, but more importantly, informed about where our country came from and where it's going in, in the Yesterday. days and years to
1: come. Uh, How many chapters do you have established at this point? Because I realize your organization is relatively new
2: yeah so we started in January, but you know we have been fortunate to connect with so many students across the country, more than four hundred students um, in just a short time, um, developing more than a hundred or so chapters across the country, both high school and college so that was something that was also really important to us. You know a lot of organizations um, on the right really focus on college outreach, but what we also wanted to do is we realized that indoctrination starts a lot sooner than before you reach a college campus. I remember you know, as a sophomore in high school, you know, having to go back and forth with my teacher about, you know, President Trump. I remember her telling me, you know, and telling the class, you know, point blank, she was like, you know, I don't like the president. I think he's actually kind of quote unquote borscht was the word she used and racist. And I was like, you know, if he's so racist, then why do we have the lowest black unemployment rate in our nation's history? Why does he have Ben Carson's administration? Why does he have Jerome uh, uh, Hudson, who is the you know Surgeon General um, in his administration, how are these things possible if he is such a, a racist? Because if he is a racist, he seems to be really bad at being a racist. And so, you know, cool. there are teachers, yeah, and, you know, there are teachers at the high school level who are just as activist um, and ideological as lots of college professors. So if we're going to send our students off to college, let's send them to college with eight a bedrock, you know, and a a foundation um, rooted in truth and rooted in knowledge about where our country came from. So when their values and their ideals are attacked in the college lecture hall, they have something to remember and and a place where they can defend the values and principles in which they believe.
1: Thank you so much. We're going to take a break. And when we return, we're going to continue this conversation. Hello, I'm Carol Swain of Be The People. I'm proud to endorse Patriot Mobile, America's only conservative cell phone network. After years of dealing with big cell phone companies, I made the decision to support a business that supports my conservative Christian values. Patriot Mobile offers nationwide phone service at an affordable price. Most importantly, a portion of the money you spend is given to organizations that support the sanctity of human life, gun rights, and religious liberty. There are no long-term contracts or hidden fees, and unlimited plans start as low as $25 a month. So do me a big favor. Contact Patriot Mobile at patriotmobile.com forward slash or call 972 hatred. When you mention Code Carol, you'll get your activation fee waived and receive a free gift for switching service. Switch today and start supporting a company that supports your values.
0: AmericaOutloud.com is the voice of liberty and justice for all. As we celebrate our four-year anniversary, thank you for making it all possible. Well, should it news deliver truth and inspire us to reach higher? With blogs, podcasts, video, and 24-7 Talk Radio. On our free apps on Apple, Android, or Alexa. We are the vision of the voices, America Out Loud Talk Radio.
1: back with my guest, uh, C.J. Pearson. C.J., recently Joe Biden made the comment that you ain't black if you're thinking about voting for President Trump. How did that make you feel? What was your reaction?
2: You know, I got to tell you, looking at someone who is, you know, I've been black all of my life. Uh, And I I don't think that a 70-year-old white liberal gets to define what blackness is in America. Um, It was offensive. It was heavily paternal. Um, And and quite frankly, I think we should be forward about it when we describe it. It was really racist. Like the idea that he believes that he can dictate based on the color of one's skin what they can and cannot believe is the most absolutely disgusting thing I've ever heard uttered out of a presidential candidate um, as long as I've really been involved in politics. I think it's absolutely ridiculous that he thinks that he owns black people. He doesn't think he has to earn their vote. He doesn't think that he has to work for it. He thinks he's entitled to it. And, and, and he says that he, you know, he would stack his record against the president um, when it comes to you know, what he's done for African-Americans. And I've got to say, what is his record? Is his record jailing disproportionately, um, you know, a record number of black and brown people in this country? Uh, because what President Trump has done is set those people free who have committed nonviolent drug offenses. Um, he has also done, you know, a record investment within HBCUs across this country and in the, in the lowest I can rate in our nation's history. And so I, I got to say, it was deeply offensive. It was disgusting. And I know that, you um, and it's crazy. It, it was such a revelation to wake up that morning and realize that I just wasn't black anymore, according to Joe Biden. That was news to me.
1: Now, uh, CJ, how do you think other young people that may not be conservative, that your friends that are Democrats, because I know that you have mm-hmm. friends that are Democrats, you have friends that are white, mm-hmm. black, you know, Asian, all over the spectrum. Mm-hmm. How did other people that you've spoken with respond to those comments?
2: They were equally as disgusted. Yeah, they, they think that it was absolutely ridiculous to have someone talk about them as if he owns them. And they also were kind of amused by the fact that the Trump campaign actually took the you ain't black uh, statement that he made and put it on a T-shirt. It actually kind of went viral. I saw so many of my friends who aren't even remotely political, don't talk about politics, aren't um and don't even really like uh, President Trump, but they were just absolutely just amused by the fact that the Trump campaign had um, utilized that comment so well. And they should. Everyone should hear what Donald Trump, uh, what, what Joe Biden, uh, uh, you know, said about black people and how he feels as if he owns them. And so, I, yeah, it was, it was absolutely disgusting. I, I, and the fact that he felt so bold um, you know, enough to say it, it just he really speaks it. to the sense of entitlement. Yeah, he believes he it. He believes it in it. his heart.
1: Yeah, he obviously <laughs> believed the statement. Uh, have you gotten a t-shirt yet?
2: I have not gotten a t-shirt yet. I need to get one. I just need to get one.
1: I will work today. I will make a call to Black Voices for Trump. And so I want you to text me your address and I'm going to ask them to get you one real fast because I got mine the I day after the comment.
2: Wow, I definitely need to get one of those.
1: And also, CJ, I know that as a young man that many of us older conservatives, we've kind of watched you evolve politically. Mm -hmm. I know that you looked at Howard University, but you settled on University of Alabama. Can you share with Mm -hmm. our listeners some of the factors that went into your decision making? Definitely, definitely. So uh, throughout the past
2: year or so, um, you know, I had the opportunity to really explore a lot of different college options and things like that. I really wanted to go to a place not only where I would get a, you know, quality education, but also a place where I could make an impact, um, not only on the campus community, but just really expose the people around me to different ideas. Um, as long as I was met with tolerance, that was something that was really important to me. Um, being surrounded by a group of free thinkers was something that was really important to me. Uh, I had the opportunity to be accepted to every school I applied to, uh, schools like NYU and you know, Howard, Morehouse, um, but eventually I settled on um, Alabama. I did initially decide you know, to go to Howard University, and the reason was is because you know, I don't think there's really any place that a conservative could be more impactful than at a historically black college or university. Um, But when I tell you um, the amount of hostility, the amount of threats I was met with just by announcing that I was going to Howard University, it was absolutely insane. Uh, There were physical threats. There were death threats. They were just crazy. You really couldn't believe um, some of the things I read. And I shared those things with the school administration, you know, hoping they would do something about it. Um, They completely shrugged it off. And that was just a place where I really couldn't see myself having an enjoyable four years. I think there is definitely work to be done on our HBCUs. I still plan um, to do that uh, and, and plan to engage those communities of people within those campuses. Um, but as far as University of Alabama goes, it's definitely a place um, where, number one, I got more financial aid there, and it was really important for me to graduate, um, not in a crazy amount of debt, especially when we're in a um, not the best place economically, um, but also um, to go to a place where I really feel as if you know, I can be happy for four years, um, but also still make an impact. Uh, Alabama might be in the South, but there's definitely still a lot of young people who are faced with a lot of indoctrination. That doesn't matter um, if you're in a university in the South or a university in the Northeast. It's okay. still very prevalent um, across the country. And so I think that the impact I could have made at Howard, is still um, I'm still able to make at Alabama. I'm super excited about that. I'm super excited to be engaged and active on campus. Um, but also really to go to a place where I feel as if um, the exchange of different ideas um, is more acceptable. Uh, Because the thing about a lot of those Howard students who were attacking me, the thing about it is if they would have DM'd me, shot me a message, an email or a text or anything like that, I would have been more than happy to have had a conversation with them about what I believe and why I believe it.
1: The uh, administrators, did they know about your high profile um, background when they admitted you? I'm not sure.
2: I, I know that you know, in my application, I definitely did talk about like you know my political activism and you know my experience in it. That was a part of all my applications. And so um, I would assume that they definitely had to know a little bit, but um, but yeah, it, it seemed to really when all those threats happened, you know they were you know a lot of my followers tagged them in it. um they seemed to just have no concern about it and and really just shrugged it off. and so it really. Um, kind of gave me a preview of what it would have been like for the next four years if I had chosen to attend uh, the university.
1: Now, do you think the threats were coming from Black people or just liberals, period?
2: Uh, really, like, you know, liberals, period, um, on the campus. You know, a lot of them, you know, had, you know, Howard in their Twitter bios and things like that. So They were students at the university. Um, and really, it's just a lot of those, a lot of Black liberals who are just really intent um, on maintaining that kind of uh, plantation mindset, doing the very work. Um, that Joe Biden um, is doing basically telling people that you ain't black unless you think one one way or another. And I reject that ideology. I, I don't think anyone owns me or my vote. It doesn't matter if it's Republican or Democrat. No one owns me or my vote. I vote my interest. And it just happens to be that my interests align with the Republican Party because I believe in economic opportunity, personal responsibility, and limited government. Um, And I will never allow the color of my skin to dictate my politics, whichever way that may go. Um, And no black person should. You know, I think our founding, our forefathers, our ancestors fought way too hard for us to be freed physically, for us to enslave ourselves mentally and ideologically, and force ourselves into a box um, that we don't have to be in. And so it was definitely disheartening to see just so much vitriol and hate spewed at me just because I have the audacity to think differently. Um, But I definitely think it shows that we have a lot of work to do when it comes to reaching people on these campuses and showing them that just because your blackness does not have to mean that you have to be liberal. Uh, You choose what you believe. You choose what you decide. That is why we live in one of the freest countries in the world. And to take that freedom for granted is terrible.
1: There seems to be an effort to destroy a lot of that freedom, and I agree with you a hundred percent about the campuses. Uh, as you know, I taught at Vanderbilt for, um, I guess, eighteen years at Vanderbilt and ten years at Princeton, and I can tell mm-hmm. you that the Southern schools, even the Christian schools, all of them trend very left and very progressive. And in some ways, I think that if you're an institution in the South, you um, may even try harder to emulate some type of stereotype of the universities in the northeast and so you find Mm -hmm. southern universities being very self-conscious and you're going to find that also at the university of alabama i'm sure yeah
2: yeah definitely it's definitely not restricted to one place geographically i think a lot of people some people get that idea it's just because the school is in the south um that it's going to be conservative or whatever but from the conversations I've had um, with students who already attend the University of Alabama, um, it's definitely they, they definitely yeah, you know, and a lot of out of state students you know go to um, Alabama. So you have a lot of kids you know coming from New Jersey and California um, because they want to get that Southern school experience, and so they're bringing their liberal ideas to campus as well. And so it's definitely a place where there is not ne- not necessarily a shortage of liberal ideas, and so. I wanted to also make sure that I wasn't going to an echo chamber too, because of course you always want to grow as a thinker. I'm not a leftist. So I don't need people to confirm my ideas. You know, I have my ideas because I believe that they are right. Um, and I don't need anyone to confirm that rightness for me. But I think, um, yeah, like you're, you're, you're completely right. And you, and you've lived it, you know, teaching at Vanderbilt and also, also Princeton. And so, yeah, it, it's definitely, it's a fight for conservative activists on every campus <laughs> across the country these days. So that's no doubt.
1: CJ, tell us what you plan to do uh, this summer, and I realize with the coronavirus shutdowns and social distancing that the the rules have sort of changed, but um, what are your plans as you wait for your first year of college to start?
2: Definitely, you know, I definitely intend to stay active, remain really involved. I've been doing a good bit of speaking engagements on things like Zoom, which has been uh, a lot different um, to get used to, but that's been fun. Um, you know, really for me, it's going to be a heavy focus on recruitment. You know, for Last Drop USA, we want to make sure that we're going to the school year with an incredibly strong team um, that is going to help us spread the message about, Uh, our constitution and our founding ideals um, to students across uh, the country, on campuses across the country. So that's going to be a big priority for me going into the summer, Um, but also doing all that I can to rally support for the president among young people and young black people, Um, you know, uh, online and, and, and physically as well. As we approach the election, it seems very far away, but time will fly by. Um, I feel like during this quarantine, time has gone by so fast. I feel like it was just like March or April yesterday, Um, but it's quickly approaching. It's definitely time to gear up for the election. Um, and it's going to be a very pivotal one. Um, you know, this is going to be an election that decides the type of nation we are. And, 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 and to kind of uh, go back to Reagan's words, it really is indeed um, a time for choosing where we will decide whether or not we are a nation that is defined by the rule of law and, you know, capitalism or a nation that allows open borders and socialism. That is a decision and choice that we'll have to make. And I've got to tell you that the former is a lot better than the latter to me. And so, uh, I'll definitely be fighting the good fight in that, on that front and, and doing all that I can to recruit young people in that fight because I definitely think it's so important for us to be active and engaged and involved in this upcoming cycle because the left will seek to claim that they speak for all young people, but I've got to tell you, uh, speaking personally, they definitely don't speak for me. And from a lot of young people that I've met over the course of these past few months through Last Hope USA, they definitely don't speak for them either.
1: Well, CJ, uh, I may have an opportunity – Uh, for you to help President Trump and also other conservative candidates. One of the groups I'm involved in is called the Mighty American Strike Force. Mm -hmm. And this is a group that was founded in Texas uh, and it sends out volunteers to battleground states. And they also, you know, do the traditional stuff, such as the phone Mm -hmm. calls and various uh, activities. But they have (coughs) coalitions. And I think you would be a perfect person to be one of the co chairs, maybe for the outreach to college students. And so that's something that I would like to send you more information about and have you think about that because I think that the energy, the knowledge that you bring to the subject and the passion that you would be very helpful in showing young people why they need to volunteer to help President Trump get reelected if they believe in America, the Constitution, freedom, and liberty.
2: Definitely. I agree. And, and, and organizations like that are so important right now. Um, and I'd love, to, I'd love to learn more about it, because I, I think that's exactly the type of energy and strategy that we're going to need if we're going to maintain the White House. I think people cannot allow um, the energy that we have right now, the excitement that we have right now about, you know, President Trump being President Trump um, to turn into complacency. Um, because the left is fighting. They're energized. They want, they're doing everything they can to undermine him and to get him out of office. They tried to impeach him and they failed. They will not stop. And it's so important that, you know, every single patriotic American in this country comes together um, and and, and does all that we can to ensure that we get four more years of this administration. Um, And also we retake the House and we maintain control of the Senate so that we allow the president to continue the great work he's done um, in terms of pushing his America First agenda. We need more of that, not less of it. Um, And so, uh, yeah, I definitely would love to learn more about that for sure.
1: We're going to take another brief break. And when we return, uh, CJ, I want you to tell our listeners uh, how they can get in contact with you. What if there was a book that took the mystery out of prayer, one that made it easier for people to pray God's Word with miraculous results? There is such a book, Joy Lamb's The Sword of the Spirit, The Word of God is a handbook that has changed the lives of thousands of people around the world. You can order your life-changing copy from Joy Lamb's website, theswordofthespiritbook.com. Order Joy's book and listen to her audio prayers while you're there. I'm back with my guest, uh, CJ Pearson. CJ, it's been a delight to have you back on the Be The People show. And I'd like for you to tell our listeners, um, well, whatever you'd like for them to know, especially about how they can get in contact with you. Definitely,
2: definitely. Well, Dr. Swain, it's always... A pleasure to join you. I always appreciate, you know, our conversations and 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 your advice and and, and counsel over the years. It, it definitely has informed me so much and has been a great help to me. And so it's always a pleasure uh, to join you and, and to join your listeners. And um, and as far as where they can uh, connect with me and keep up with me, they can definitely you know follow me on Twitter at e. Pearson. Visit my website cjpearson.org. Uh, And also check me out on Facebook and just type in CJ Pearson there. And I look forward to connecting with them and, and hearing from them. And again, always a pleasure to join you.
1: And so you've heard from CJ Pearson. He is the founder of Last Hope USA. We're going to have a link to that organization. So if you'd like to support it financially, you can just click on that link and see how to donate. And remember that it's up to us The we, the people mentioned in the preamble of the Constitution to be the people who change our nation and our world. We have to invest in our young people. They are the ones that will carry the baton forward. We need them now more than ever before. And so do whatever you can to identify, encourage, and support young people like C.J. Pearson. Until next time, be the people.